My name is Sean Montano, and I am a journalism professor in the Journalism and Media Studies program. Sean had been making waves in the journalism community in Denver before he made the transition to teaching at Front Range Community College in 2009. For this episode of Bear in Mind, he sat down with me to talk about his history in journalism and teaching, how he is trying to make the classroom more like a real-life journalistic experience for students, and his work reviving the Bear in Mind podcast. What's your history with like making packages and with news in general? Well, <laughs> I have 25 years plus of broadcast experience. I'm pretty sure that I can say this because I have no one to say this is not true. I'm the only person that has worked at all five television stations in Denver. So I've worked at Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 7, Channel 9, and Channel 31. No one can say that anymore because Channel 2 and Channel 31 have merged, so that's in one building. So nobody can say they could, they've worked at all five major television stations. So that's like my little claim to fame. <laughs> I was a video editor for most of my career in uh, news. Um, I also produced documentaries. I also produced shows. I also shot stories, edited them, narrated them. Primarily, I was a news editor in my the beginning of the career then obviously did more what made you want to transition from that into teaching i got burned out i love news i mean when i i remember i remember to this day the very first time i had a vosat so unless you're in the journalism world i'm not really expecting you to know what a vosat is so a vosat is an abbreviation that stands for voiceover sound on tape on the air I was so excited. After I edited, I ran up to the control room and I watched them air the Vosat. They were like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. My work is on TV. This is awesome. And that adrenaline and that drive was just always in me. But as, you know, as I neared the end of my career in a broadcast newsroom, I just didn't have that passion anymore. And I was, that wasn't fair to the product. That wasn't fair to my colleagues that I wasn't there. I wasn't like passionate. So I like, okay, I need to transition out of news. And that's when I started to become a teacher. Before I came to UNC, I was a professor at Emily Griffith Technical College in Denver, Colorado. I ran the video production program there. Why'd you choose UNC to come to? Um, there was an opening. <laughs> <laughs> I taught digital storytelling, which is how to create a news package. Um, I also do a little bit of Photoshop and a little bit of After Effects. So that's the class that I created for this program that I still teach today. When I saw the opening at UNC, I looked at all of the what they wanted for this professor, and I'm like, that's me. And very uh, unhumbling, I was like, there is no one else in Colorado that's more qualified to do this job than me. I was very confident. I had all of the qualifications, broadcast skills, package skills, news writing. I had all of that. And I was like, this is, a, this is my perfect job. If I wrote a job description of what I want, that is it. And so I applied and they saw what I had and here I am. So what classes do you teach at UNC? Currently, this semester, I teach intro to video production, which is 
this class where students kind of get an idea of how to do a newscast. They, it's the first time they're in the studio. Um, they also do an intro to podcasting. So it's kind of an introduction to the broadcast side. I also teach news production class, which is Bear News. So students put uh, two newscasts together each week. And so they are reporters, there are photojournalists, there are video journalists, technical directors, producers. They do everything that you would do in a news broadcast station. The class that I introduced into the program was digital storytelling. Okay. So the first year that I taught here, the chair was Dr. Edwards, um, and he said, what are our, our students lacking? And I said, your students are lacking package-producing understanding. And he said, would you create a class? And I said, yes. A package is, as Google says, a self-contained taped news report, basically meaning that it is a pre-recorded story where the reporter writes edits and fronts it. How do you implement your previous experiences into teaching students? So when I took over Bear News, that's the news production class, I wanted to make it as as accurate of a actual broadcast environment as possible. So, you know, I call it experiential learning. So there's no lectures. We don't, okay, here's a lecture on how to write. No, I have people do stuff. I have them do it. And then after they do it, I give them a very valuable critique on their work and so that they can improve. Um, but there's no, like, grade tied to it. So you don't get an A for this or you don't get a D. I just, I give you the points and I, I give you feedback. Because in a real-world environment, you don't get graded, but you have very valuable feedback on how to improve. So I brought that kind of environment, and I want students to kind of like feel real-world deadlines. Like one of our students just a few weeks ago was editing a story up to the deadline. I mean, she finished it at like 12.50, and like five minutes later, it aired on our newscast. It's really hard to do that in a college environment because – you know, if this was real, you would have to turn two stories a day every day of the week, right? Why can't have you do that? Because you have these other classes. News production is a required class for seniors. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it was like beforehand, like before you started teaching it? Or? So uh, Dr. E taught it. I mean, he it was somewhat similar, but he graded stuff. Um, but he only did like one newscast a week and usually like the first day was lecture based and he taught stuff and then the final day was actually the production that's kind of if he taught it he brought me in i'm kind of i'm kind of unique in in here at unc as like a lot of professors they're like their services like they have to do research and they have to do articles for publications i don't have to do that i'm 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 a i'm a teacher for the students so, you know, running Bear News or helping students become better, I'm here for the students, and that's like my service, not writing articles for print publications. So Dr. E says, could you help Bear News? I'm like, sure. So I came in, even though I wasn't the professor on record, and I would comment and I would help them improve and help them grow. And so that's kind of where this inception of, okay, I want to take this when I take over and have an experiential learning. For the first semester of the school year, Bear News is a club that students can voluntarily join. I'm currently taking it as a class and, oh boy, it is stressful, but it is 
worth it. It is so worth it and it is super rewarding, especially when I get to see my work and effort in that week's newscast. It is so satisfying. Unfortunately, there are not enough students to have the class every semester, but I think it's so valuable for students to understand that they need to apply what they learn immediately. Like, I hope all of the students in the intro to video production class now will grow into the club so that they can still continue to practice those skills. Because, you know, I teach you the camera, but then you take, spend a whole semester not shooting anything. All of those skills die. So I think the club is very important to all of the students. And I think clubs beyond Bear News, right? Any club in this institution that helps you with your skills, help you the cohabitation of your other friends or other people in your discipline. I mean, I try to make sure that people know people beyond this program. I mean, just today, two of the students are like, we're friends beyond 10 to 12. We talk, and I'm like, that's exciting that you've developed this friendship beyond because that will carry you well beyond the school, right? If you graduate and you're friends with someone who has that same understanding of the discipline, you can like, you know, one of you is in California and one of you is in New York, but you can talk about, you know, what you do on daily and improve. So yeah, I think it's very beyond the skills. I think it's very good to have that, that camaraderie with your fellow students in the discipline. What do you hope like students will take away from doing Bear News? That I'm great enough. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they take away that the learning experience is very hands-on and as real world as possible that I can create. And that, and also the camaraderie with their other students and that they rely on other students. I mean, students in Bear News don't really realize that they're learning the four C's. Do you know what the four C's are? I feel like you told me, but I have forgotten. Okay, collaboration, critical thinking, communication. <laughs> so we may have taken a brief intermission to look up what the four C's were, but after we did, it was super easy. We figured it out and we were good to go. The four C's are critical thinking, collaboration, creativity, and communication. So, right? So you're being creative. You have to cr create scripts. You have to create packages. You have to do video, right? You have to apply your critical thinking skills. Do I need this in the script? Do I not? What are the information that the audience needs to know? You have to communicate with your staff. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. We all have got to communicate so that we come together, right? What was the other four C's? <laughs> <laughs> collaboration, right? I encourage all of the students to collaborate with each other. Go on an assignment as a team. Go on an assignment as a group. Get together and collaborate to build this. And then the whole process of producing a newscast is a collaboration. So every week, students in Bear News are learning and engaging in the four C's. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I know that you mentioned in your storytelling class that you have students doing podcasts. Intro to video. Intro to video. Mm -hmm. What are they working on? 
Okay. So first, um, I've wanted to do podcasting in this program for a while, but we didn't have this booth. We have an amazing podcasting booth, right? So I was like, okay, I want this. So we finally got it. So now the intro to video production class is the first class that have actually integrated podcasting as part of their things. So like their first assignment was like, just get in the podcast group and get to know each other. Ask questions like, what's your favorite pizza? What's your favorite food? What do you want to be when you grow up, right? So like that was the first assignment. And then the next assignment was a how-to podcast. How to make spaghetti, well, that's more visual. Like, <laughs> like how to write a paper or something like that. And then the third podcast was, I called it the Find Your Voice podcast. So they had they created a sentence or a paragraph, whatever they want. And then they read it with low energy. They read it with high energy. They read it with an accent. They read it like they were reading it to someone they cared about. And then they commented on each other. So they understood how their voice should be a, a tool in the storytelling program. And then their next podcast is actually, it's called a news brief. So NPR does news briefs. So it's in the spirit of that. They don't have to do like, you know, international news. They could do local. They could have a theme. It could have a sports theme. I think one of the groups did like juice. I was like, that's <laughs> kind of an interesting. Eventually I want to get podcasting as kind of a regular thing in this program and even a, you know, a dedicated podcast page eventually. Yeah. So does that also go into like radio? Yes. So we don't have a radio station here, right? Mm -hmm. And it would be pretty hard to man a radio station on this campus. We just don't have that kind of manpower, right? But you can come in and do a podcast and the same skills, right? Your podcasting, Isabella, mm -hmm. you'll have a reel of really good podcasting that you could showcase to NPR, a KOA Radio 850 AM, or any other audio-centric careers. So you don't really have to have a, a radio station. We are producing audio, just using the podcast as the way of distributing it. Bear in mind, how long have you wanted that to be revived? Oh, bear in mind. <laughs> bear in mind has been sitting on my back burner for at least two years, right? Um, Danon, I don't, I don't even remember how Danon and I got introduced, but, you know, we talked about Bear in Mind and, and he was ending here his studentship. And so when he got a job, there was no time for the podcasting. And so he wanted, you know, he was trying to figure out what to do with it. And I said, I, I want to take it over. And he's like, okay, but that's, I don't, again, two years ago, it was very complicated COVID. I just had too much to going on and I didn't have a place to do this. So it's just like this back burner thing. And you expressed interest in podcasting last semester. And that was on my back. I'm like, okay, so I, I have this thing and I have this student interested. Let's see if I can get this to gel. And so, you know, we created this practicum for you so that you could create a podcast and bring back Bear in Mind. And hopefully it will get good audience engagement, get good listeners, get a good track. And then when you graduate in May, I can move this to the next student. And it could be just like a 
continuation of a student-driven podcast about the UNC community and, and Greeley, too. So why did you want it to be revived? I think this is a good way to reach an audience beyond Greeley, beyond the UNC campus, right? Alumni could listen because they can reminisce about their times. We could reach out to a very wide audience. And podcasting is huge right now. I mean, everyone has a podcast, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a roller coaster enthusiast. Guess how many podcasts are about roller coasters? There's a lot. I was like, wow. There's true crime podcasts. There's movie podcasts. There's a podcast for everything, right? And people are in their cars for an hour sometimes. And it's just a kind of a good way to get away and enjoy something that you are into. And, you know, even people nowadays will turn off their TV and turn on a podcast at their home. Getting the word out to an audience beyond the the reach of you know UNC and Greeley, and then another skill set for journalism and media studies students to have in their you know tool belt. So it's like a win win on all sides. I know I listen to podcasts when I work, and it makes an eight hour day go by very right? fast. Yeah, and even if you're not listening hundred percent, right? Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like, what did he say? Yeah. It just yeah. Exactly. It's just it's nice to have like the little background noise and mm -hmm. then I can sit there and like react to what they're saying. It's just it's I think it's a good medium to have. No, I, I yeah, I mean, it's a great medium. And there's don't you have podcasts that like, oh, it's, it's up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and listen to this. Right. Yeah. I have. It's going to listen to them when I work before I work. <clears> I'll like check every single one that I listen to that I've already like binged all the episodes and see if they have a new one so whenever they have a new one I'm like I have to sit here and either binge this or just like I have to just listen to this one episode and then I'm sad that there aren't any more yeah and then you have to find another one that's exactly. on the same genre mm -hmm. what are your hopes for the future of Bear in Mind my hopes for the future of Bear in Mind well I hope the current podcast producer grows exponentially that she will look back on this particular podcast and go, man, that was not very good. You, you haven't even produced it yet. And I'm, I'm telling you that you're going to be critical of that just in a month. Mm -hmm. Man, what was I thinking? Right. And that you grow and you make this something of your own. And then what you make with it, you're like, here, student B, this is what I made with it. Carry on. Go to the next step. Where can we go to make this podcast even better? So it just, it's just an exciting time to reach an audience. And there are so many stories on the UNC campus that aren't being told. And just to have a professor like me sit down and talk about their research, talk about student engagement, talk about how they're making themselves a better educator, or even faculty, I mean, or staff. I mean, there's so many staff out there that do amazing stuff that we don't really know. So this is a good way to just, let's get in touch and let's figure out all the great stories that here at UNC, and Greeley proper. There's stories in Greeley that I hope we t tell too. If you could do a podcast yourself, what would it be on? <laughs> so so I immediately I would say roller coasters, right? Mm -hmm. But there's already roller coaster podcasts. So what could I add? Okay. So then I'm like, oh, I would like a journalism podcast. There's a bunch of journalism podcasts. So, okay. 
I really like camping. There's a lot of camping podcasts. I'm like, all right. What if I, t- what if I did like a journalistic roller coaster um, storytelling? You know, like I combined all of our niches. So there's got to be somebody else that's like that, right? I may have only like five listeners a week, but it'd be like, hey, I'm camping and going to a roller coaster, and I'm thinking about, uh, you know, telling a story about that. So. I don't know. I mean, it's just like a crazy idea of like blending all these things. I mean, there are also lots of people who like both roller coasters and camping and journalism. There are. I mean, I I think I think I could realistically do camping and roller coasters. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure camping, roller coasters, and journalism. Yeah. But maybe the camping and roller coasters. Yeah, I'm sure lots of people would listen to that. I I actually think that would be a legitimate. But like, what would you talk about? Like the best. RVs resorts next to a amusement park or how do you plan your day I mean how do you do leave the park and eat lunch at your camper I mean I just, yeah, I just don't I have I mean the... could probably do it like campsite near certain like roller coasters and then you can connect it all together so like if somebody wants to do a trip where they're going camping but they're also like trying to go on roller coasters you could Thank you for tuning in to Bear in Mind and hearing about Sean Montano and how he is working to create a close to real life experience for journalism students here at UNC. And hopefully we see an episode of the camping slash roller coaster podcast soon. I'm your host, Isabella Marcus Porter, giving you a taste of UNC.